If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free and everyone loves free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which makes it very convenient. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Finally, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So take a moment to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. In today's episode, I sit with Khalil Adisa and we talk about two of his books. We talk about the second book in a series called Adulterated Poison and Venom, and we talk about his first book, Chest Eyes. Today, we had a really good conversation. I talked a lot about his characters from both of his books, uh, specifically the second one, because that's the one that I read recently. And I really identified with some of the characters and really liked some of the characters and disliked one of them in particular. But I hope you enjoy today's episode. It means a great deal that you're here with me, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Khalil, thank you so much for joining me on a new episode of Beyond the Bookshelf. I am so excited to have you here with me. I will be honest and tell you that I have spent last night and early this morning reading your second book. I wanted to make sure that I finished it before I actually had you on the show, and I'm so glad that I did. So, Khalil, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you. Appreciate you for having me. You're welcome. So I will tell you that I started reading your book and I want to make sure that I get the title right. I started reading your book last night and I bought it off of Amazon. I got the ebook version and I started reading it and I couldn't put it down. So I started reading the book, um, Adulterated Poison and Venom. And I read it last night. I woke up early this morning and I finished reading it. And I wanted to actually talk to you about that particular book and your very first book called Chest Eyes. So let's get into the book that I read, uh, Adulterated Poison and Venom. Can you talk to me a little bit about the story behind this book? So this book is kind of a, a, not a direct sequel, but it's a continuation of the first one. Uh-huh. So it kind of, uh, as soon as Chastise ends, you know, it, it, it ends with a whole bunch of questions that needs to be answered and has different directions that the book can go into. Mm-hmm. So instead of going to a direct sequel right away, I wanted to kind of give the unanswered questions of the book and say, okay, well, these are new characters, but I'm still going off of what happened with the previous characters. So the whole entire storyline can evolve and be more than just, oh, we're just going to stay with these limited characters. Gotcha. So I noticed that because in the second book, I, I believe that the second book actually can stand on its own. And um, it, can be, it can be read that way. Like it, you, you introduce, or I shouldn't say introduce, you talk about you know, parts of the first book. Like if anybody didn't read the first book, I think you do a really good job of trying to catch them up on what happened. And the characters of the second book, I find fascinating. So I really wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of the characters, if that's okay. Because 
as an author and as a reader, I always try to identify with one or more of the characters. And I try to figure out why certain characters were created and why they hold the personalities and dispositions that they do. So specifically, I wanted to get into the character of, and is it okay if I talk about the characters of this book? I don't want to give the book away. Yes, you can talk about it. Okay. So I want to talk about, I want to talk about a couple of the, of the different characters. So when I first was introduced to Farah, I fell in love with Farah because I, I had a, a vision of what I believe she looked like, how she acted, her demeanor, how she was, how she conducted her life, those type of things. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about her character. So Farah, is she some, is she, was she derived from someone that you knew or was it something that you just made completely made up and decided to include her in this story? What was your process with her or did you even have a process when you created her character? So what happened was as soon as um, I ended the first book, um, obviously what happens, this homicides that happened in the first book and obviously we need people to come and do the autopsy and check on the bias and stuff like that. So when I made her, I said I wanted to kind of start with a character that has the, the experience, the skills of someone who could, you know, do autopsies and can examine, you know, bias, stuff like that, but kind of use her because I think that's very pivotal whenever you, um, are going into the direction I want to go into with the series mm-hmm. and just with, you know, the other characters like Mr. Chess and Roman and mm-hmm. uh, Toya, all these different characters. And I kind of want to bring her in there because she has a very specific role that she has to play in order for the second sequel to come. So I had to create a character that I need to have those particular skill sets in order to do that. Okay. And what about uh, the other character, Naomi? So I was really drawn tonight to Naomi because of the way you depicted her. And I wanted to see if, if you created Naomi as someone that you had actually seen or, or was she just a figment of your imagination or is she a combination of a couple of people? I really wanted to get into the backstory of how you developed her and why you portrayed her the way that she that that you did and it wasn't in a bad way I was just really curious because I I love characters and I love how the characters you know function in a story and she was one of the people that I was fixated on the most besides fear I love fear but I was fixated on Naomi because I really wanted to understand um, her background and why you chose to include her in this story and depict her the way that you did Right, so when I was in college the second time, I attended a college called Warner University, and they brought in some uh, refugees, and they brought people from different countries, and they were trying to, you know, give a little bit of their story of, of how they ended up where they were. And there was one from Africa who came, and she was telling us how we have so much potential, we have so much privilege to be here in America, and that, you know, they don't really have too many options and choices for them. It's kind of like the their lives are kind of forced upon them. We can't really have too much way of an outlet of a direction to go. So when they get over here, they say, oh, wow, well, they have this. And I think it's kind of like a, I don't really want to say jealousy, but maybe it's kind of like that like envy that we're blessed to have what we have and they don't have that. So I wanted to create a character that you can kind of feel a little bit of 
empathy towards mm-hmm. because she's, she's coming over here. She's from a different country. She's trying to make her, you know, ends meet. But, you know, as you dig deeper in the story and you see there's a little bit of a similarity between Sarah and her mm-hmm. well, in a way so with their fathers and, and the experience and the trauma that they have. So they get drawn to drawn to each other because of that. But when you delve deeper into the book, you kind of feel a little bit empathy, like, wow, she became this way because of the fact that what was done to her because she didn't have what we have. And so it kind of came about, you know, just being in college and seeing that. And I think that's mostly where the character is derived from. Okay. And did you, when, as you were writing this, did you always, did you, uh, when you, when you were writing this, did you, um, have the intention of pairing those two characters together or did, or did the story just naturally take, take you there? It always naturally just goes and takes me there. I can never, I always, when I ever talk to the authors, I don't know how they have the ability to kind of, like I can understand you're pre-planning what you want to do when you write a book, but I mm-hmm. feel like for it to come naturally and just let it run its course, I think that's how the, the best of a book and a masterpiece can happen where you're not trying to force and just say, you know what, I'm going to, make a character, they're going to have these characters, these qualities, and see how they interact with other people who have these qualities, and let's just see where it takes them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. How long did it take you to write this, if you don't mind me asking? So, let's see, I would say about eight months. Okay. Just if- with work, other stuff like that, you know, but, yeah, that's good. The first one, which... I know you probably were going to get into the backstory of that, but the first one was written while I was in the warehouse working 14 hours. So it took a little bit longer to get that one out. So, but like I said, the, the first book is the foundation of all the other books that are going to come. So I can kind of just like, okay, this is the foundation. We can just go and build from there. They continue to build from there. And even if I create new characters, all the previous characters from other books are always going to be there. So it's just a continuous big evolving expanding universe so all these different characters and scenarios that went on okay um one of the things that i did want to talk about i did want to circle back to your first book but before i do that and maybe maybe i can use this as a way to introduce the first book i know when i was reading the second book you you talked a little bit about the church is that okay for us to talk about and again i don't i don't want to give too much of the book away but um, you talked a little bit about the church and how things happen in a church. Do you, like, did the story naturally take you there as well? Or, you know, what did something pop in your mind that was like, you know what, maybe the story would be better presented this way? Or is there a type of element to this story where Christianity is involved? Yeah, um, I kind of just wanted to, because I've never really, read a book or seen a movie with this type of uh idea mm-hmm. and I really want to just you know make a story and say okay well we've heard this story before we've seen this before so I kind of want to use that and kind of just take a different approach to it all together and I, I feel like naturally there's kind of already like some little bit of bias and a little bit of attack on the church and it's just in, in real life realistically like people don't really there's a lot of people who don't really feel uh, let's see, they just have a lot of views and opinions on the church, and uh, I want to kind of use that to my advantage when making this book. Okay, 
And I could definitely see that because when I was reading it to, to what you just said, when I was reading this book, I noticed the same thing. You, you, there, I've never read a story quite like this. And it had a lot of unexpected twists and turns that I didn't expect, especially with the old man with the cane, because I, I wanted to get into his character as well. And when I was reading it, I really thought about it from the perspective of I've never seen this before. And even, I, and even as I was reading the second book, I thought of it in terms of a movie, like visually, what would this look like? And, and, and how would these characters on screen, you know, what does that look like? How does that feel? What does it make you feel as a viewer? And, and those type of things. So when I was reading the second book, I thought about it in the sense of, you know, I've, I've never seen this before. And it's a really interesting way of turning this, turning this type of story on its head, in my opinion, because I thought it was really well done the way that you did it. And one of the things that I wanted to bring back, uh, bring back is the, the old man with the cane. So is there a story behind his character or, or is there a story behind either his character or is there a story behind the cane? that he that he uses because his cane is very different so can you talk to the people that are listening a little bit about that particular character if you don't mind and the story if there is one behind the cane that he uses to walk with yeah um i'm just gonna say his name but yeah mr chess is i want to make a character that's very intriguing very suspenseful very mysterious I don't really give too many uh, details about his past. I kind of want to, as the other novels start to come along, you're going to, you know, understand him a little bit more. But just to give a short view of him. So Mr. Chester is a person who was drafted into the military at a very young age. Mm -hmm. So he's old school. He's from a different generation. So when he gets out of the military and he sees, you know, okay, I, I went to war, I fought for this country, and this is how the country had become. Okay, it's nothing like what we thought it was going to be. We thought we were defending a country that's going to be a little bit different than what he's seeing right now. So I'm not going to give too much away, but he may or may not be suffering from PTSD. We don't know. Okay. Um, but so he's been watching. He's, he's actually been going to the church, Romans Church, too. Mm -hmm. um, he knows his father. He's been going there for quite some time. So he's sitting back and he's saying, well, when I was in the military, we had to, the values, core values of God, country, family the values that he's used to seeing, he doesn't see that in this church. So the cause is like, okay, well, nah, I'm not really liking what I'm seeing. And then one of the things that really starts him into his journey and doing what he does is he had a friend, a comrade that was in the military who actually sacrificed his life, you know, to save some, someone else. That's the reason why he has his uh, prostate left. He, uh, mm -hmm. a mind, he stepped on the mind and it blew up. And, you know, in the process of trying to save his comrade, but his comrade actually believed in God. He was this person who, you know, he was religious. He had believed in God. Mr. Chest isn't so much. So I guess it's kind of the uh, the fact that he built this friendship with um, his comrades. It's like, okay, I'm out of the military. This is something that my comrade believed. Well, let me see if other people who are, you know, civilians, the people that we went to war over. Let's see, what do they act? How do they feel about this? Do they have the same core values as we do? Are they actually religious or is it just a front? So he goes on his journey on doing what he does. And I guess he's trying to find if he's gonna find someone who actually truly believes in this religion. Mm -hmm. So. Gotcha. 
Okay. And I found him to be so interesting because to me, he was completely unexpected. And again, I'm, I'm speaking from the second, from the perspective of the second book. Like if I had never read the first book and I had only started with the second book, his character is introduced and, uh, and it's kind of like, you don't really know what to make of him. And this is only if you haven't, you know, read the first book. And I found him to be very interesting. And I, and I suspected there was a story uh, behind him, a backstory behind him, along with the backstory uh, behind his cane, because his cane is very unique, I would say, uh, to him. So can we talk a little bit about the cane, if that's okay? Because his cane has various chess pieces, and the, and, and the top of the cane is, uh, is, is the piece of the top of the cane, is it, is it the queen or is it, is it the king? It's the king. The king, okay. Can we talk a little bit about the cane? Can you tell us a little bit about that cane for those that haven't read this book yet? So Mr. Chess is a very, he's an avid chess player. Um, he won some many tournaments, many competitions while he was in the military. So that was a gift that was bestowed to him after he lost his limb. Okay. So, um, but it's, it doesn't have any, you know, special detail. It's not a weapon or anything. It's just something that he won. That's what he loved to do while he was in the military. When he lost his leg out of service, the military gave this to him as like a reward. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, I'm gonna use that as a segue to your first book. So can you talk to me a little bit about the first book, specifically the title of the first book? And the, the title of the first book is Chest Eyes. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? How did you come up with that title? So, me writing it, I know the audience takes, you know, different perspectives on it, but I kind of write the book in the lens of Mr. Chess. So, although he's the antagonist, in a way, he's kind of like the main character because what he does kind of makes the story go in this direction, that direction, from everything that he's plotting to do, all the events that he's set in motion. So, yeah, he's, in a way, he's kind of chastising people. So, mm -hmm. I didn't want to where Chester, I don't want to use a little bit of an artistic approach and say, well, you know, his name is Mr. Chess and he is a chess player. So instead of just saying chastise, we'll just change the chess ties. And that's kind of where I put the, you know, the chess piece as the eye on it. Mm -hmm. Just an imprint of, you know, okay, this is his book. This is one of his signature imprints and stuff like that. And it's a little bit different from other titles. Gotcha. So when you were, were, you, when you were writing this book, how did you come up with the storyline for this? Because this is the first. This is the this is the first book of the series. Can I call it a series, or would you call it something else? It's a series. Okay. So this the so chest eyes is the first is the is the first book of the series. So how did you come up with the story behind that particular book? So um, like I said, I don't. Um, sometimes I don't do a lot of pre plan. I just let a book kind of flow on its own. Uh -huh. So it started with the, the two couple. I was at, at work, as I said, you know, working 14-hour shifts, and on my breaks, I would do a little bit of writing just to pass the time. So it was going to be actually just a, a legit love story, just a, a romantic novel. Uh -huh. wasn't, he wasn't even a person who was even thought to be in the book. So I, I give my coworkers just, you know, the, the first and the, the chapter now was a lot different than it was back then. So it was just a, a wedding. They get married, they go on their honeymoon, and that's about it. So people were like, you know, this is really good. It kind of kissed my attention. 
But if you're just going to do a, a legit romance novel and an erotica, I feel like in a way it, it just feels a little bit limited. You, you know what I mean? When I say like, you can kind of see where it's going. Mm-hmm. It typical, you know, maybe some drama in it. You know, maybe just probably similar to the books that Eric Jerome Dickey writes or mm-hmm. saying those authors. So I, I kind of want to add a little bit of twist and turn to add more suspense in it. So I kind of focus more on the suspense and creating a character that feels like, so, okay, well, we have a love story, we have a couple, but let's make it more intriguing. Let's make it more, you know, dramatic. What if she has a uh, secret to tell? What if he has secrets to tell? What would make a, a, a person pick up this book and be intrigued by the first chapter and then not want to put the book down? And mm-hmm. I feel like the chest is the key to making that all happen. Gotcha. Okay. And I, I would, I would agree with that because I, you know, honestly, I started reading the book and couldn't put it down myself. Like I was walking around my apartment, fixing my breakfast and, you know, doing other things, making my bed and, 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 and those type of things. And all while I kept reading because I was so intrigued by the story, by the characters. And, and I, when I read, I always try to think of, if I could solve, if I could solve the story myself. So like when I read the second book, I, in my mind, I had, as the book started unfolding in a particular way, in my mind, I had an idea of what had happened. And I like to continue reading to see if what I think in my mind is actually how the book ends up, you know, if, if, if it's actually the direction that the book ends up taking. And I think I was, in the second book, I believe I was right. And I was so excited to really see it all unfold, unfold because it has the, the, the first book and the second book. They have a series of characters. Some of, you, some of them you may really identify with and some of them you may really like, some of them you may not like so much. But it's very interesting to see it, how the characters are some kind of way interconnected and how the story continues to play itself out and and eventually how it all ends. And I know that when I finished reading the second book, I had a, a sneak peek of a surprise because you're gonna you're going to um, be writing a another book. Is that right? Right. Okay. <laughs> is that something that you can talk about or is it something that you want to hold off on? Um, I'll talk about the, the beginning stages of it. So okay. there's a sneak peek in it, and um, that's not actually going to be the first chapter. That's just letting the audience know that um, the end of the second book, you know, obviously we have new characters in, and it kind of, you know, brings in more problems. Right. That girl. So um, the parents of Naomi, the step parents who mm-hmm. adopt, it's going to probably focus more on what they're doing with the addition of a lot of stuff that Mr. Chess kind of wants to continue on doing. So, yeah, we're going to probably delve deeper into the relationship with Fairy and Naomi, and then they're going to kind of be coincided with the past problems that Toya and um, Roman had, and Lorenzo is still there. You know, he also is bringing in. Now you're seeing that, okay, Lorenzo had these issues, this is what he did growing up, okay? He's also bringing the person that, he, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, so he's into, you know, the drug game. Now right. you person that he's working with, this is Connect, but he's also affiliated with the 
you know, his daughters that he adopted. So you're going to see like, oh, wow, this was a whole entire interconnecting series. Everything that's been going on and what will go on is going to be just constantly, this is why he chose these people. This is why he chose this state, this city. All of this is all going to be connected in some type of way. This is going to be like a big explosion, really. Gotcha. Okay. And, and as you were talking, before we wrap up, I wanted to really touch on uh, the character Dre or Andre. Can we talk a little bit about him? Because I will tell you, I was not happy with Andre. And I wanted to know where he came from. And when I say where he came from, I mean like some of the decisions that he made, and I'm not going to give the book away, but some of the decisions that he made made me really dislike him. And I wanted to know if you could, without giving the book away, talk to me a little bit about, or talk to us a little bit about why you had him go in a particular direction versus a, a he, like he could have chosen a couple of different things and he chose, you know, to go in another direction. And can you, can you tell me either why he made the decision or if you thought about having him do the right thing? Can we talk about that without giving the book away? Yeah, um, so I guess the type of writer that I am, I try to be as realistic as I possibly can be. And these are situation scenarios that I've, I've seen and heard many times. So, you know, yeah, he could have went in the direction of, of making the right decision, but nine times out of 10 from what I've seen in my personal life, my experience, that doesn't happen. And, um, you know, the character, well, I would just say the, the love of his life in the story. That's that the way her character ended, that's something that actually really happened uh, with my cousin and stuff like that. So oh, kinda, wow. So uh, okay. I don't really want to name out just in, in respect to, you know, my uncle and my aunt. Right. Yeah. Came, uh, that was a very traumatic time. So, I, yeah, I kind of wanted to, you know, make a realistic uh a realistic approach in this book, but I also have a, a very good surprise with how I'm going to do that character. So even though it ended tragically in, in the book, um, there's going to be some hope in how I'm going to use that character in future uh, upcoming sequels. Okay. Okay. I, and I, I'm glad, uh, thank you for sharing that with me. And I did, again, I didn't want to get, um, I did not want to, um, give away the book and but I, I did want to talk a little bit about his character uh before we um wrap so i i think i've asked you every question that i thought of and i know i had i, I really wanted to get into the characters of this of this story because i was fascinated by them and i thought that you did a really great job uh writing them out and um, I wanted to just, you know, say thank you so much for taking the time to sit and talk to me early this morning. I appreciate you being on the show and I appreciate um, the books that you've written and I look forward to the third book. Oh, I, that does bring me to one additional question. Um, with, will, this, will this particular series end with three books or, do you, or, or will there be more books in this series? So it's looking... As of right now, it looks like Chestnut is going to have three series and then probably three other books that interconnect with it. So, but so far, it's looking like three. 
I'm not gonna, you know, say that's a definite answer. It could change, but it's looking like it's probably gonna be three, and then it's gonna go to the next phase. Okay, okay. Well, I look forward to reading the third book, and I wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to sit here with me today. Before we leave, I always ask my guests, "How can we support you, and how can we help you?" Is there anything that you want to highlight or um, talk about uh, while we're here? Anything you have going on that you want to tell us about? Yeah, so with my books, I want to be as engaging as possible. Um, I really hope that my fans uh, leave thorough feedback on Amazon. That way, you know, before I actually get into writing the next books, I can actually take them on in consideration. And it helps me with, okay, I should probably go this direction because this is what the fans want. Um, so, yeah, um, upon purchasing, reading it, giving real thorough feedback is probably going to be what I really appreciate the most it really helps me engage with the fantasy oh they do like this they don't like this maybe this could be a bad if you did it this way and kind of just you know helps me when developing my next stories okay and when i post this episode i will include uh, the, your amazon the links your amazon link to the books so people can uh, click on them directly from the show notes all right, appreciate that. No problem. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, how can we find you on social media before I let you go? So uh, Instagram is going to be Khalil, that's K-H-A-L-I-Y-L, underscore Adisa, A-D-I-S-A, and the number one. Okay. Facebook well, is the Khalil Adisa, and the main page for my books is Chest Ties, Romance Novel. Okay. Well, thank you so much for Khalil for being here with me today. I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading both of your books and I look forward to the third book and I will talk to you later. Thank you. You. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. I appreciate you so much for listening today. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>